everyone, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to be heading deep into the wilderness of the, what looks to me like the Northwest. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, right? That looks like yeah. the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> we both, well, you live in the Northwest official. I live in the West. South of the North, barely? You, you used to live in the Northwest. I used to live in the Northwest. <laughs> um, but I said, enough of that natural beauty. Down to Denver. Well, it's pretty beautiful down here, too. So, um, But uh, yes, in the game Cascadia. Uh, the game Cascadia is a nature-themed game. Uh, one of uh, the ilk uh, parks is in and others. And <laughs> I was trying to immediately come up with other games and suddenly just drew a complete blank on other nature games. But um, I love these games. I really love the fact that we're seeing so many like just nature based games and it's not fantasy. It's it's um, you know, it's all these games that are based around the natural world. And I really enjoy that. So this is a really cool theme for me. So I was really excited to play this one. Uh, but Cascadia came out in 2021. It plays one to four. Community says it's best two to three. I could see that. I think it probably plays pretty well at one, I would imagine, but it is more fun to play against uh, another player or two. Playtime is 30 to 45 minutes. Um, that seems about right. That was about our experience with, uh, or for me personally, learning the game and also playing the game um, was about that timeline. Age is 10 plus. Community says eight plus, of course. I would also agree with that. I think kids could get into this a little bit uh, more. There is a deeper strategy, though, that um, probably as they get to closer to 10, they would be able to do more completely. But definitely could play the game for sure at a younger age. Weight, 1.89 out of 5. Almost got that 1.9. 0 .01 away. <laughs> they said, no, you haven't earned it. <laughs> so uh, this is a structurally a very a light game. Like it, It's very easy to understand, very easy to engage with. And so that, that sounds about right to me as well about that rating for complexity. Um, the game was designed by Randy Flynn, art by Beth Sobel, the very uh, renowned Beth Sobel, and published by Flat Out Games. Um, yeah, this is a interesting game of uh, placing animals into their habitats and creating scoring systems around what other animals are roaming around in their own habitats. Uh, really interesting interplay of, of mechanisms. So let's talk about how exactly we play it, and then we'll talk about our thoughts, more about All our right. thoughts about it. <laughs> Uh, so basically, uh, to start out this game, there's a couple of things that need to be put out. Each person is going to start with a starting tile. Uh, the starting tile is different than the regular habitat tiles in that it looks like it's three habitat tiles combined together. Uh, but it is a single tile where they're all merged together. Uh, each starts. Each person starts with one of those. Um, you set up a, a number of habitat tiles, and these tiles are hexagonally shaped. Um, you will put basically, you'll shuffle them up and have 20 tiles per player plus three more. Um, so if you're playing with, with everybody, you're just going to use all the tiles. But uh, if you have fewer players, you're going to remove some tiles, basically. Uh, then there is a bunch of wildlife tokens, these little circular wooden discs. Uh, they're just going to be put into a bag. Uh, you're going to basically draw out four of the habitat tiles, put them face up, and draw out four of the wooden uh, wildlife tokens and match them up with uh, each of the tiles. Uh, habitat tiles uh you'll just put them next to each other this is going to be what's what's on display to be taken in the future you'll also pull out 
uh, one wildlife card of each of the five different animals that are represented by those wildlife tokens, the animals being bear, elk, salmon, hawk, and fox. Uh, and then you're going to set aside some nature tokens, uh, which basically are little pine cones. Uh, and then there's... Uh, also a little score thingy for for later, but that's that's pretty much everything that you're going to be using. Uh, uh, the the game is pretty simple. Uh, on your turn, you are going to take a tile and a a animal an animal uh, token. Um, Usually, you will be taking the ones that are already paired together. There are ways of breaking that rule, but essentially, that is what you're going to be doing. When you take it, uh, you will add that tile somewhere into your already created things, edges matching up. It's pretty standard rules here. Uh, corners don't, not just by corners, although with, with hexagons, it would be really weird to do it by corners because that's not how uh, hexagons works. That's how squares work, and these are not square tiles. Uh, you will match it up, and then with the animal, you will place the animal on a habitat where the habitat says it can go. Now, the habitat tiles uh, themselves have two features on them. They have different terrain on them there are five different types of terrain it's like mountain swampland uh grassland river and something else that is not coming to me right now uh but it also has little icons on it telling you what animals can go there uh it will usually be be one two or three types of animals so it might just say only bears can go here or a salmon or an elk can go here um, it it does not matter what terrain is there to de determine what animals can go there. So it's possible it may say, oh, this entire thing is grassland and only salmon can go here, which doesn't make any sense. Maybe there's tiny ponds everywhere, but don't worry about that. You just kind of have to follow the icons uh, with this. Uh, and essentially, the way you're putting them is to best score things at the end. Those five cards that you got out, one for each of the animals, uh, will tell you how each of them score. There are, I think, I think five, maybe six cards, depending if you have a promo or not, for each animal. Uh, so every game is gonna be a little bit different. Uh, for example, you may have something that says bears will score every time you have a pair of bears, uh, but it must be strictly a pair of bears. Uh, and how many of them that you have may score differently. Or it may be something where, oh, if you just have a large group of elk, you score a certain amount of points based on how big that group of elk is. Or uh, hawks might score based on other hawks they can see, but they're not adjacent to. And foxes tend to score where it depends on what animals are adjacent to them, and if they're adjacent to another fox, things like that. And so you're trying to put these things together so that each of the animals score in their own way, but also you're trying to put the tiles themselves together so that the terrains uh, match up and make large terrains, because at the end of the game you'll also be scoring based on the terrains. Um, uh, I'm just going to go to scoring now because I'm still talking about it. At the end of the game, you're going to score for each of the animals. Uh, and you usually will score somewhere between 8 to 15 points for each of those animals usually. Uh, and then you will score for the terrain. Each terrain, you will just find your largest terrain of that, your largest grouping of it. Uh, and you will score one point for every tile that it is on. Uh, and then you will score a certain amount of points, dependent on the number of players, uh, for if you have the largest grouping. Uh, if you do, uh, in, I believe in a two-player game, it's two points for first and zero for second, uh, and ties are split, so it's one and one. Uh, in a three-player game, I believe it's three points for first and one point for second, uh, and I can't remember what it is for four. It 
might be the same thing. I can't. I think it's the same thing for four as well. Uh, and if ties get split in certain ways that I can't remember, but uh, basically. Uh, first place gets some extra points and second place usually gets a little points unless you're playing a two-player game uh, and then also nature tokens uh, that you pick up and i'll get into how you pick up those will be each worth a point at the end of the game uh, those nature tokens uh, can be used during the game uh, because uh, you can use them for one of two things you can either decide you know what, i'm going to spend a nature token to get rid of all those little uh, animal tokens that are on offer uh, and have a clean slate have all new animals and hopefully i get something i want or you can use it to mismatch a tile and animal token. So you may be like, oh, God, I really want this tile, but I don't want that animal, but I do want this other animal that's on a different tile. So you can spend the tokens to do that. Uh, to get the nature tokens, every time you place an animal on a tile that only has one possible animal, so it may be a tile that says only salmon can go here, if you place a salmon on there, you earn a nature token. So you can slowly build those up uh, and you can use them to either spend or to save for the end of the game uh, to earn points. Uh, it is possible to clear some of the animals uh, without using a nature token. If say, for example, uh, on your turn, there are three of the same animal on offer, you can choose, you do not have to, you can choose to clear out the three animals that are there and get three new ones. Um, and if it continues to have three animals of the same thing as you go through, you can continue to clear out uh, until you decide to take an animal or there isn't the option of, of clearing because three animals of the same type aren't there. Uh, if four animals are all the same there, uh, you have no choice. You must clear the animals. So it's possible you might want the animal, but you have to clear it anyway. Uh, but basically, that's pretty much everything. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game based off of the animal scores, the terrain scores, and uh, the nature token scores wins the game. That's it. And there we go. That is uh, Cascadia. Yeah. Um, oh, I should also say that the game ends once all the tiles have been taken. Uh, ah, other, yes. other, <laughs> other than the three that will be remaining at the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that is the game. So, um, yeah, Cascadia is pretty, pretty great. This is a game. So just to start at the, like, artwork, um, they did a great, great job with this in the presentation um, of the game. The colors are very vibrant. They are uh, distinct all across the board. They catch the eye, and it's, a, it's an unusual-looking game. I've not seen a game quite – I've definitely seen, like, obvious, well, obviously we've seen um, hexagonal tiles before. But we've not seen them exact, or I haven't seen them exactly laid out like this, or assembled like this in uh, in this way. I mean, I guess there's, um, hey, that's or was it? That's my fish. No, right? Hey, that's my. Hey, fish. that's my fish. Yes. Yeah. Hey, that's my fish. <laughs> kind of starts out this way, and it starts getting slowly broken down as you grab out pieces of the board or fish from the board. Um, but this just presents differently. Obviously, you're growing your territory as you're expanding it and exploring it. Um, different habitats wise it just looks so cool on the table it looks very interesting um, I really really love all the art Bessel did an amazing job here which is not surprising she's an amazing artist and uh, just really hit it out of the park the cards in the middle the scoring cards all look well represented the iconography here is very very clear there is a very obvious uh, mostly I guess I haven't gone through all the cards but at least the ones we looked at and guy we played with it seemed very clear like oh how does this score okay this makes sense there there um, are a few of them they're a little bit confusing and so you just really like, are there little yeah, the eagle <laughs> usually will have something where it's like wait what is that all right so hold on the view like there are ones where it's like <laughs> yeah as long as they have a view of another hawk somewhere else 
it will score based on how many hawks in the chain, but the hawks can't be adjacent to another hawk. If it's adjacent to another hawk, it doesn't count anymore. <laughs> okay, that sounds, that sounds hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scores for each hawk that is not adjacent to any hawk and has a direct line of sight to a hawk. So that's interesting. All right. Yeah. So that one's a little obtuse. But um, but they do have uh, little summations at the bottom of the cards to explain the actual rule and then uh, iconography to show what it would look like on a player board. I really love that. I think that is so well done. Just a quick example of what this might look like um, because there are some like – I guess that that is the yeah that is the most quirky one that I have seen. Yeah, that's about some... the. I think there's one other hawk one that's a little bit confusing, but for the most part, all the other ones are like, oh, okay, I know exactly what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, and then there's also like a couple like uh, the salmon chain or the elk run, um, just the, that are herds that been. So it's like I just love that they kind of show it as opposed to just say it on the card, and so it sort of, sort of clarifies, oh, a salmon run, I get it, a salmon run can't double back in itself, it's always got to be a continuous line. Elks just are a giant herd, as long as they're connected, they're part of a herd. Um, anyway, so I just thought they did that really, really well, all the iconography here is great. Uh, and so the, just presentation-wise, straight up, this game looks amazing on the table. Uh, it's fun to interact with, just being able to place your hexes and orient them in a certain way. I love the fact that you score for territory uh, or terrain type, as well as animals on the terrain or the scoring cards for the animals. Um, so you sort of slowly build this really beautiful, you know, just nature preserve <laughs> on your board because you're trying to match like for like. And so you intentionally create these strings of forest or grasslands or streams or, or mountains. You know, you're creating these systems, not just haphazardly placing them so it looks crazy random. It does look intentional as it slowly expands. Um, and, uh, yeah, just super beautiful presentation. Uh, Gameplay-wise, yeah, this is great. I love this game. So I've only played this uh, the one time we played it, and I've seen it played at my game group a bunch of times, and I just one of those things where I just never uh, got to the table or was able to get a spot it played. Um, and so I was looking forward to jumping in when we played it so I kind of get it under my belt and, and try it because I've, I've wanted to try it for a bit. So uh, what's your experience playing this guy? Because you've played it more than I have. Uh, I've played it a few times. I've I learned to play it at a game convention. It was, it was, I was wanted to find something that I knew my wife would probably like. Uh, and so I'm like, oh yeah, the, the theme, she'll definitely love this theme. There's, there's foxes in it. Uh, of course she's going to love it. Uh, so we played it. She really enjoyed it. She, we played it, I think the next day in the, in the convention, she's like, yeah, let's play that game again. And we played it uh, a three player game with it and she really liked it. She, she liked it so much that we actually went out and bought it. Uh, so we now own the game. We've we've taken it out to eat. We've played it with our family. Uh, it works really well. I've played it at uh, two, three, and four. Um, it always it always works pretty well on on each of them, uh, and I I really enjoy the game. Um, the, the there's a lot of interesting things going on. The you don't have to focus too much on what other players are doing. Although I do just to be like, all right, what's going on territory wise? Am I am I number one in any of these territories? And if I am, how have I have I clinched it? Like, do I have to worry about? keeping adding to things and so that's one thing that you can do but most of the time you don't have to worry about what other players do but uh there are definitely moments where you're sitting there going just don't take the elk don't take the elk don't take the elk dang it you took the elk uh, and so that's that's a, I, just something interesting even though it's not your turn that you can't do anything but you have like little hopes uh right. that when it's not your turn of okay just whatever you do don't clear the salmon i really just i can, if you don't clear the salmon there'll be a salmon left for me and you cleared the salmon i hate you please salmon show up <laughs> um 
And there's also a little bit of risk in the game. I mean, there's a little bit of luck, but you can, if you can get those nature tokens, you can uh, kind of mitigate that a bit, which is nice. Uh, but you can gamble too. There have been games where I don't like any of the animals and I spend two, three nature tokens just clearing it out, hoping to get that one animal I'm looking for so that I can score the right thing or so I can sometimes just have something to place uh, because sometimes you, you lose sight of what your goal is and all of a sudden you're looking at your board going, the only two types of, the, I can only put two types of animals on my board right now i can only right. take hawk or salmon what <laughs> happened what where did i go wrong and hawk and salmon are not showing up right now uh <laughs> and if you can't place an animal you just throw away the animal the animal just goes back into the bag so it's possible uh at the end of the game you are down a couple of animals i think uh when i played with uh my wife's family uh there was one point where her sister uh, ended up not taking two animals because she had so many hawks and elk she needed and everybody in the game was going heavy on elk that it was just like the only thing she could take were hawks and no hawks were showing up and so it was just like oh it, ju it just wasn't working for her she just she, she didn't have enough diversity on the tiles to get what she needed and then near the end of the game i had a similar situation going on where i'm like oh man all i can take are foxes and and uh salmon and i don't want either of them because i'm not going to be able to score them at the end of the game this is so useless <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really love those moments of the game like that uh, that balance like i'm excited to play this with a higher player count just to get that experience of kind of balancing your strategy um like you just described because it's it is interesting the way it comes out there's plenty of discs of the animals that pop up it's just when they pop up so you definitely go in these phases of oh man we're getting so many foxes great i'm gonna i'm gonna grab a couple and then oh, okay we're getting so many i'll plan for getting these foxes later and then they just won't come up for a while <laughs> and you're like well dang it i guess i'm going bears now and now, now i need bears but the bears aren't coming up. so you've got to kind of play that strategy and that those pine cones or the nature tokens really do um add a great kind of savor to the game i think if those were missing it would feel frustrating but oh, yeah. because you you have that option um it really does kind of keep the game flowing it's very smooth it never feels like you're you're frustratingly stymied it may be you don't not have everything you want but you can still score points with either terrain or plan for the next upcoming moves um more broadly and, and you always feel like you've got an option or several options at least yeah there's usually cool. a point in the game where you're sitting there going oh man i made a mistake uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like it, you will. No matter, it could be either by animals. It could be by. It would be like, oh, I should have, should have put that tile over here because then I would have had. Or oh no, I blocked this off, and now this is as big as this terrain is gonna get. Dang it, I I screwed that up. I shouldn't have taken that tile. Or I should have taken this one instead. There, you usually mess up somewhere, but it's it's basically trying to overcome it and hoping someone else screws up worse than you sometimes. <laughs> right, right, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kept. Uh definitely what was i doing oh yeah it was a salmon run i kept accidentally putting salmon into double back on the run <laughs> but it's so it's such a good, well, good game though like the 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 design is the, of this is really astounding it's it, it is amazing replayability really fun to engage with and um yeah i i think this does i don't think this definitely doesn't fall as like an intro game but it would fall as a broadly appealing game for people who play games i think anyone who plays games would really get a kick out of this especially if you are like one of the nature game lovers then this is one of the high like the probably top three or five 
you know, nature-based games for sure. Um, let's see. Okay, let's talk about taking this uh, game out, out in a boot, as they say. And so this is going to be an interesting one. <laughs> this is where it might take a slight hit, but not not really. There's just some pluses a little. and minuses. Just a little. Yeah, some pluses and minuses for the format of this game for taking out. So uh, my game group is meets at a brewery. And so this game has been, I've seen this game played, taken out quite a bit. Uh, so in general, it's going to be fairly easy and to take it out the the only knock against it is that you're gonna you have a growing tableau in front of you and it's a lot of small parts, but I don't think that's a, a deal breaker for sure. So okay, so taking it out, uh, so taking it out, what's gonna happen is you're going to have in the middle of the table the central tableau of the scoring cards. Uh, there's gonna be five scoring cards. Those are the scoring cards that are gonna stay for the entire game. Each game you've got scoring cards to choose from. You can most likely choose them randomly for each animal type and play them out in a line. And then uh, that is what's gonna be um, scoring, or that's what you're scoring towards for the most for, for the game. And so as long as that is visible to everyone and everyone can see it or understand it, then you're good to go. Below that, you're gonna have four hexagonal tiles for terrain placement for each person's turn they're going to grab a hex tile and an animal below that are going to be discs representing an individual animal of four of those so four and four so that is the center of the table um, in front of you of course you're going to start with your three tile starting car, uh, terrains and those are going to slowly be added onto throughout the course of the game in a variety of different shapes and configurations based on whatever your strategy is going for at the time <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so that in front of you is going to be growing and growing and growing as you add hexes to it. And then on top of the hexes, you're going to place your animal discs as they claim a terrain uh, or, I'm sorry, or an area of the terrain. So um, th I think, oh, I guess the other thing too, you have your nature tokens in a bowl or a little pile off to the side. And then in front of you, you'll have the few that you've collected. You're never going to have a ton though. I don't think. I guess I don't know in a larger game if maybe you get more or what how the ratios work, but it's not like you're having a, a scattered pile of these all the time. You're I think the most I've ever had is the most. four. Yeah, so it's it's easy to kind of keep track of those. But those are the only quote unquote loose items you'd have kind of at the table in front of you. Um, so I definitely think this passes could pass the pizza test. I guess I uh, I can say. For me, it did, because when we went out and took this out, we had pizza. <laughs> okay, well. It, we... it was a little bit tight, and it was only a two-player game, but it can technically pass the pizza test just barely. <laughs> <laughs> we take our, <laughs> took that theory out in the real world and proved it. So uh, so there we go. <laughs> Direct evidence that it passes the pizza test. But um, I think most likely this isn't a game you're going to have like a big meal in front of you, because you're, you're just the dy dynamic growth of the uh, tableau in front of you is just kind of wild. Like it goes one direction or another, then maybe your strategy shifts over here and you're going to be, you're going to be adding to it in all directions. And once it's started, it's not really easy to like slide that aside. Uh, it's pretty, you know, it, it's, it's hex tile. So you just want to kind of keep it where it is and grow it and then play the game as opposed to trying to maneuver it around plates and tables or after the fact or tables, uh, plates and uh, cutlery. You have or tables dishes. on top <laughs> of your table. This yeah. is, this yeah, is a very I, meta game. Three, <laughs> 3D chess, <laughs> your 3D dinner. Um, so I, I definitely feel like this is an easy game to take out within the right size table. And so you are not going to be playing this most likely on a high top. I would 
I would feel like kind of stressed out to play this like more than one other person on a high top. I think it's just there's too much stuff getting going on, and then trying to throw uh, some drinks or food on there. Um, it's yeah, it's just not going to work. But other than that, the vibe of this game, the the fact that you can just kind of start your tableau off to the side, you don't have to have it center in front of you, and you you know you can kind of anticipate having like some food with you. Uh, I think this very much goes well with the taking out setup. So. Really good vibe as well. You are engaging with each other, as Alex mentioned. You're kind of paying attention on other people's turns. You're really sort of tracking what's going on. You're strategizing yourself. You're always engaged with this game in a really good way. And turns are relatively quick. Like sometimes, you know, you have a little bit of analysis paralysis. Uh, I don't even want to call it that because it's not really that. It's just you. You just take an extra second to kind of mull over. Uh, either you have four bad options or you even even harder is even four good options. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shoot, oh, they're all amazing. And what, what do, do I, I think will be a, what will I think will be there by the time it goes around? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, so there's a little there's every once in a while there's that. But most of the time that it, the game flows very smoothly. And even then, it's not like you're just chewing your lip for 10 minutes. You're just, you, you know, you're just going to make a decision. There's really not a bad decision. That's Everything's refreshed so much that you're always kind of given uh, a good set of options regardless of what's out there. Um, so, yeah, the vibe is amazing. It's really, really good vibe, too. But that being said, even though you are paying attention to it, there's still very much room to have table talk and chat. And um, the game really provides a sense of fun. Like, you feel, like, really engaged with and, and with other people at the table as you're playing this game too. So um, high marks all around for that. So who it's for, who it's not for. I think it's, like I kind of mentioned before, this is definitely a game that I think any gamer would really, really appreciate. It's very well designed. It's fun to engage with, um, both the look and feel of it. It's tactile. You've got the different discs and hexes. Uh, you got your little acorns, uh, or acorns. I keep calling them acorns, pine cones. <laughs> I should make a version of these with acorns. <laughs> uh, the pine cones. And, um, yeah, it's it's really fun. And if you play games, I think you could really get a real kick out of this game. Um, I even think that it's not something that people who maybe are a little shy or, um, you know, less outgoing, maybe more introverted, are going to shy away from because it's – it's just a, a, a kind of a calm game. It sort of reminds me. Yeah. I, all of these nature games really had to do a great sense of this sort of like calm but still competitive gameplay. It's not it's not like overt like haha or you got to be really aggressive even with it. It's just this very calm feeling throughout the game while still feeling exciting. Uh, if I, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think at this point I need to make a comparison. There's another game that is kind of similar that people have made comparisons to, which is Calico, which is a a game about quilting and cats, which looks adorable and has a same, similar feel. You're placing these hexagonal tiles in such a way that you score uh, the tiles based off of one two different features, the the patterns and the colors, which is similar to this, where it's like you're trying to do the terrain and the animals, and so you're kind of but. Oh my god, we played Calico twice. That is such a stressful game. Oh my god, the whole it's <laughs> such a brain burner and the whole time you're like I screwed up everything. Everything's going wrong, nothing's going right. Whereas with uh Cascadia's much it's way calmer. It is like, all right, you know, no biggie. I can, you know, I can deal with that. Something'll come along. Whereas uh Calico games like that, it's it can be super stressful. So this game is not stressful in any way, especially compared to a game like Calico. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Calico also art by Beth Sobel. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I just looked it up, too. Uh, designed by Kevin Ross of Portland. He's a Portland guy. 
Um, yeah, so the, yeah, just a very smooth, engaging, not hyper stressful, but still very satisfying in the challenges it throws in front of you game. So I really think this appeals to just so many types of players. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's an intro game, but it is pretty close. Like it, it feels like if you let you, you know, let's say you get a game under your belt or you sort of get exposed to what modern gaming is now, you could jump into this pretty easily and you may not be rocking out of the park but i think you'd have fun with this game and you'd understand this game um because it, it is a really great example of modern game design of taking like basic tenets of design and then throwing them into a really cool structure that even though there's a lot going on at the core of it it's pretty simple like you've got five animals um how do i make these animals um, placed into their territory that they want to be in so they can thrive and uh you know you don't have to focus on all five necessarily you can kind of Typically, yeah. what I found myself doing is I, I had a, a, couple, a strategy that was based around a couple animals at the core, and then I tried to, as it came up, opportunities came up, I tried to fill in as the other animals appeared and place them so they would also score for me um, in different ways. And it's it's a nice structure in that way because, like, for instance, bears, you're not going to be placing tons of bears. You're going to be placing bears, but the, the bears don't like to be around other bears or they don't be, like to be around certain animals. And so you, you're going to have kind of clusters of those versus elk, where elk are just like, everywhere you know elk are just herds and herds of elk and so the more you can throw out elk the better it goes and salmon are kind of similar in that way hawks are very lone uh, are loners they don't like to be around other hawks um or even other animals sometimes so they want to be kind of solo so it's a great dynamic of some animals you want a lot of some you want uh very few of in the right places and some you want um kind of a middle ground and and so it's really a nice way to approach that where you don't feel like oh i've got to get a lot of everything and i'm i'm drowning in <laughs> all these animals um so anyway really easy to engage i think this this is uh, one that you could throw to the table and and anyone would like this game yeah uh who who it's not for i guess if you hate nature you're a city person and <laughs> i like concrete and steel and <laughs> that is all um but really i, I can't think of uh, anyone who'd be completely turned off by this game um it's it's really broadly appealing i don't know can, can you think of anything that'd be really like a big turnoff i mean if you're if you are looking for something that's very brain burning this isn't that game. So maybe maybe you should go with Calico in that case. But I think if you're looking just for a, a nice, solid game, this this hits pretty much everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, would your mom like it? I hmm, I don't think this is exactly your mom. I don't think your mom would dislike this game, but I don't think this is exactly her type of game, mostly just because it is um, – it's, it's less – uh, direct engagement and a, a big highs and lows, uh, you know, ex kind of excitement in this game. I think, like, this is a chill, calm, kind of relaxing game. I think your mom would think it's fine, but, but I don't think she'd be rushing to play Calico. I just don't think it's her, her type of game. So I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say a maybe no. All right. Uh, at the start of this, I'm like, yeah, maybe yes. But then I really thought about what my mom likes again. And I'm like, I'm going to put this in a maybe. Not, okay, I'm sure. right in the middle. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a pretty chill game. She can easily be like, all right, you know, I'll try and I'll do my best to match this up and to match that up. Um, and I 
definitely think there are moments where oh, she can expect or hope things for happen, as I mentioned before. I definitely think she'd enjoy that of, okay, I really want that elk to stay, and she can get all angry at someone for taking her elk, even though technically it's not her elk because her elk is whatever is there when she gets there. So it's no one's claimed anything yet, but I can definitely see her enjoying those moments or hoping things come out or that, that moment when she clears out the animals and she's like, come on, come on, hawk. I need a hawk. And then, and then a hawk comes out. Those moments I definitely see her really enjoying. I can see her getting a little bit frustrated going, but I don't, I want to put a hawk there, but I can't put a hawk there because I didn't put a tile that has a hawk there type of a thing. Uh, right. But I think for the most part, I think she could enjoy it. Uh, I don't think at any point in time she'd be confused by it. Most of the things are pretty clear other than a few of the hawks scoring things. But I could easily tailor the game to be like, you know what? Let's not play with that hawk. Let's play with this other hawk that's very simple. Uh, So I can kind of gear the game towards her so that it's not as complicated as some of them can be. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go maybe, although I'm slightly edging towards maybe yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see her mom like in the right mood, really yes. enjoying this game. And, and it's, it's not that, like, I don't think she wouldn't get it. For I think she'd definitely get the game. It's just, I feel like, yeah, it's very contingent on, like, what mood is she in. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a hard one. This is a hard one to pin down for uh, for the Alex's mom challenge. <laughs> so, anyway, either way, I think she would enjoy the structure. Uh, whether or not she'd be up for it, it would depend on the day. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. That is a uh, Calico. The or no, that is not Calico. That is Cascadia. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> that is Cascadia, the board game. Uh, definitely check this one out. This is a superbly well done game. Uh, good job, Randy Flynn, and uh, Best Sobel for the art. Um, I was just looking up other things that Randy Flynn has done, and he's only got one other game. So this guy, uh, I would like huh? really. I don't I have no other no idea about his other game, but um, Cascadia is amazing. So I'd love to see what he continues to do. So looking forward to other games from Randy Flynn. But uh, yeah, check this one out. Really cool game. Really cool game. Yeah. You can still find it everywhere. I see it all the time. It's uh, I, I believe I've even seen it in tar- on in like Target. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, got a pretty great distribution network right now. So um, pick it up. It's re- it's reasonably priced. It's uh, you definitely a game you're gonna get your money for, and I feel like you're gonna you're gonna play this if you if you have it, you'll probably get it to the table a fair amount because it's yeah. really easy to. Uh- to get going. I should also mention that the back of the rule book indicates a couple of, uh, as they call them, achievements that you can try for the game. So it's just different ways to kind of make the game a little bit more challenging or have specific games. Uh, they have like 50 different scenarios that, well, not scenarios. There are, they have different names. For, some of them are scenarios, some of them are just regular game challenges, and some of them are like rules breaking challenges, but there's 50 different of total. Uh, so there's ones where it's like, oh, uh, at the you play with these specific animal cards and score at least like this many points but also don't use any of these animals or make sure you don't put any of these animals next to these animals types of things so it's a little bit of challenges to be like all right you know i i like the game but i want a little bit more challenge there's other ones where it's just like you know score 15 points from a single habitat so it's just like all right can you do this but you also need to win the game in that particular one. Uh, there are ones where it's like play with a display of only three pairs of tile tokens. So you don't, instead of playing with four, you're playing with three tiles to make it a little bit more challenging. Just a little, they gave a little bit extra to be like, all right, you know, maybe you're getting a little bit bored. We gave you five different of each of the animal types. 
you know, try it this way. It's just add a little bit of a challenge. And I like that. And they give you a little thing to to mark off which challenges you've completed. And if you complete them all, you're the uh, the you get the title of Cascadian biologist, which my wife is very excited to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I. Uh... So this is a game that I don't own, but I I think I'm definitely going to pick this one up just because I love nature games. And so it's good to know that there's a lot of different ways to engage with this game. So another reason to pick up not Calico, but uh, (laughs) Cascadia. All right, everybody. Well, there we go. Let's see. How are we going to end this one today? Do you have a slogan? Do you have an excuse? You had no excuses last time. I actually have a pretty good excuse. My son has been going through... Um, there's a, the, the spring stomach bug virus. My son got it and, uh, it and ended up, he is over that, but then it ended up becoming a viral pink eye infection. <laughs> so we've had a really fun week of, uh, fluids coming out of my son in all directions and also, uh, crusty eyes, uh, in the last few days. So we are trying to comfort and help him while at the same time avoid a extremely contagious pink eye infection ourselves. So it's been a very exciting balance this week so that's pretty good my son is uh is crusty and uh gross this week that's my excuse (laughs) all right all right i'll take it um all right everybody yeah check out cascadia for sure and you can uh check us out or talk to us engage with us in a couple different ways you can go to twitter and instagram at chits and chat you can also go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com scroll down to the chits and chat page and fill out our comment form we'd love to hear from you guys let us know what else you want us to uh, hear us review or play or what you're playing or what you've been taking out as we get into the takeout season or not the takeout season as the (laughs) as the ability to take out (laughs) games has been opening up um really curious to see what everyone's uh playing and uh, really engaging with right now so thank you again for listening and we'll catch you all in the next episode bye